Welcome to the Performax Podcast. This is Aaron West, uh, your host and owner of Performax, and I'm here today with Derek Brooks, our vice president. How are you, Derek? I'm doing great. Thank you, Aaron. Cool. So I think we're going to take this um, first episode as an opportunity to kind of introduce ourselves um, and the brand and kind of you know, why we started the brand, the people behind the brand, and give people kind of an inside look into uh, Performax. So I think with that being said, Derek, do you want to kind of get into how you got started in the industry, um, your experience within the industry, and then kind of what led you um, to being the vice president of Performax? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, So I guess like a lot of people in our industry start out, I was on the ground level about 12 years ago. I went to a job fair for the vitamin shop and uh, was chosen to be a store manager for um, about three different stores as I traveled throughout South Florida for them. And it was a great experience. I fell in love with the industry uh, on the retail side. Getting to help that end customer was something that was really meaningful to me. You know, whatever their goals were, we were really the ones guiding them. Uh, But I think there's always, you know, as you want to grow in this industry, sometimes you look to the wholesale side, which was something that intrigued me. And uh, I was looking for my first opportunity to come to a brand. And I eventually got that opportunity thanks to uh, Chris McKenzie over at BPI. I did a very short stint at uh, GNC once. And uh, he he found me in there uh, while doing a store visit. And that same week, he called to offer me a job with them. And I took it, and it was definitely something different than uh, I may have expected. Um, You know, I think there's some kind of view of, like, what being in a brand is all about. And uh, it is fun. It is exciting. But it is still a business as well. So it is a little bit different than being on the retail side. Um, But it was something that I embraced and I enjoyed. So, you know, after I worked with BPI, I had some other great opportunities with some brands down here in South Florida and the Boca area. Um, I'm sure most of our listeners would know who they were. Um, and then I did a startup brand uh, that's still out there as well. Uh, they're out of New York. Um, but while I was doing that, I was recommended by our, the old distributor that we used to use with Performax. Uh, he recommended me to you, and I guess that was the beginning of our relationship. Uh, you were nice enough to give me an opportunity here, and I took full advantage. You know, I was doing East Coast sales at the time. We had two salespeople, and as we grew, you know, I I got an opportunity to cover more territory and some international territory, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I've seen the brands grow over the last two or three years. Uh, to new branding styles, um, you know, we came out with some good new products, and I just, you know, see the trajectory of this brand going in the right direction for long term. So I'm just very excited to be here in the position that I am, and looking forward to the future. Yeah. So I think what's um, what's interesting is between you know both you and I, we have both sides of um, the industry from kind of like the manufacturing wholesale side to the upfront dealing with the customer like in the store, um, and I think that definitely allows us um, to be a little bit more supportive 
um, and successful with kind of like the mom and pop and brick and mortar shops because we were there like and, and we know what they're dealing with on a daily basis trying to bring value to that end consumer um, so with me I actually started uh, basically on the forums back when you know forums were popular before social media was all the rave uh, I'd say like 2006, 2007, um, you know, bodybuilding.com forums, anabolic minds, um, and a few others here and there. And what happened with me is I ended up getting picked up um, by a supplement company, basically just be that, a, a forum rep. And then with being in the, you know, with the forum rep or as a forum rep, um, I started working really close with their uh, formulator. And working with their formulator, he would then, you know, give me um, certain ingredients that he was interested in and would have me, you know, do research, um, find studies, try and figure out what claims we can make um, and things like that. And then that started to build into actually assisting in, in formulation, actually helping him with uh, formulating products, uh, even naming some of their products um, and really kind of getting that hands on um, experience of what it takes to make a product from the first initial concept to the actual product being on the shelf. And it was in 2000, probably seven that I decided, like I made that mental note of like, I want to own a supplement brand. Like I, I this is something that I, I really want to do. Um, and where you started kind of first on the, the physical retail side and then moved into wholesale, mine was a little bit, a bit different. I started, you know, on the back end of, with the manufacturing side and then I moved to retail. So moving from that job, I then got a job uh, managing a nutrition shop, basically a nutri shop. And that gave me the whole other side of the experience of then actually being able to work with customers as they walked in the store, um, finding out what they wanted, what they were looking for, um, and helping them reach their goals, while at the same time managing a nutrition shop so I knew what the owners and you know what myself was looking for when we were working with certain brands um so that's what gave me the confidence to kind of start performax um in terms of just starting the company was knowing that i had that experience of the back end of the formulation the manufacturing i had the experience in the front end of what the customer wants but i also had the experience of managing a nutrition shop so i knew what the the middle guy the um the shop owner was looking for as well um so that's kind of how i got in the industry um, and so the real reason I would say that we started or I started Performax was really because back in 2007, um, there was just a lack of, of, of what I would feel is real high quality, well-formulated products. I mean, that's back when there was the, um, you know, concentrated scoop where basically it was, you know, a four or five gram scoop loaded with caffeine and other stimulants. And that was like all the rage. Um, so for us, what I wanted to do when I started Performax is obviously, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you know, create products to help people perform to their max, but also are really high quality, uh, well-formulated products. And we, you know, started, I wouldn't say started with an open label, but we quickly moved in that direction right after our pre-workout. Our pre-workout was uh, a few proprietary blends. It was pretty obvious um, what the dosages were because they weren't huge 10-ingredient proprietary blends. There were maybe one or two ingredient. Um, but quickly after that, by the second product that we came out with, we were pretty much full open label. Um, and that was a pretty big focus for us is, you know, kind of putting out that quality product and, um, you know, kind of like that open label product. Um, 
so yeah that that's kind of what started i would say performax kind of like why we got into it and then um you know kind of where we are now to a certain degree is is we're we're still trying to to kind of crack the code in terms of of appealing to a larger masses when you're so hyper focused on just putting out really good product there's other things that could could kind of take a back seat and i think that that's kind of the, our marketing and I think that's why we're doing this podcast. I think that's why we're going to be doing some other things um, in terms of our, our marketing ventures to kind of get the brand out there, but then give people an inside look into why we are even a company in the first place. And truly at the heart of our company, our main 100% goal is to put out really high quality, well-formulated products. Um, and that's the, that's, that's the main thing. That's it for us. Um, and now we need to figure out you know, how can we get those products into more hands. Yeah, I completely agree with you on, on the marketing aspect. You see some of these brands that I feel are, you know, even really good out there that kind of fly under the radar if they just don't, you know, market well or they're in the middle of figuring that out. Uh, I you know since I started, I've seen us make a lot better efforts at, you know, increasing that marketing, hiring the right people to, to do that for us. And uh, it will make a big difference. You know, we have some of the best formulations on the market, and it's just a matter of who hasn't seen them yet. And when they do, they're going to try it, and they're going to like it. So that's that's where we're headed. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where that kind of, you know, being a little naive when I started the brand of like, look, I'm just going to put out the best products we can possibly put out, and that's going to be enough. And clearly it's not. And you can tell it's not because, you know, on the flip side of what you just said about those other brands that fly under the radar, there's also a lot of other brands putting out some really crappy product that are doing really, really well. And it kind of shows that just putting out really good, well-formulated product in the industry as it stands now is simply just not enough. Yeah, well, it's kind of the chicken before the egg kind of debate. But, you know, you kind of have to do both. You have to have the chicken and the egg, it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's, you know, that's what we want to accomplish throughout 2019 um, is, you know, doing better with our marketing, getting the brand out there more. Um, and I think instead of, you know, kind of, again, going back to why we're doing this podcast and why we're going to continue to do some other stuff is instead of creating you know creating fake content and fake uh not i wouldn't call it fake but in create instead of creating a persona of 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 the brand and marketing that and pushing that i think what what our thought process would be is kind of like you know let's see let everyone see kind of like what's under the hood and let that be kind of the marketing um and let the content be kind of uh, a look into the actual brand itself and I think once people start to see, you know, the people behind the brand, uh, what our intent is, because I do think intent is, you know, is really important. Um, then I think, you know, that could be where we're going to get more exposure and, and people can kind of see, you know, what we're, we're truly all about. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good um, breakdown of, of at least how I got into the industry, how you got in the industry and, and kind of the values of the brand. Um, was there any kind of values or anything about Performax that you think the listeners um, should know? Or um, do you think we pretty much kind of touched on our, our, our main focuses as a company? I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, as far as, you know, the, why a customer would want to use this is you've genuinely formulated these for them. Like you did it 
with the consumer's best interest in mind. It wasn't how could I make this as cheap as possible and make money, or you know, it wasn't using dated ingredients. Like we use the most current and the best ingredients on the market available at clinical dosages with open labels. You know exactly what we're giving you, and that's on purpose. There's, you know, we can sacrifice in a lot of areas to make sure that our customers are handled the best way possible. And I know you've done that from day one. Yeah, exactly. And and from that formulation standpoint, that's always been my goal. And then, you know, from, from kind of like that wholesale perspective, um, you know, with you, obviously your focus has always been kind of supporting those retailers and, and getting the retailers to understand, you know, what we stand for because we have, you know, honestly kind of how would you say this kind of sat in the background, right? Like we've, we haven't really put ourselves out there um, because again, we thought allowing our products to speak for themselves would be by far the best thing that we could do. Um, that was always kind of the goal. But, um, you know, with that, that meant that our retailers kind of had to express our values to the end consumer. And I know that's something that you were always doing with your retailers is kind of expressing, you know, what we could do to support them so that they can in turn help support those end consumers. Um, but with that, we're then kind of putting the the power in the retailer's hands, which isn't bad. But I think, you know, what we need to do and what we're going to do is, is start to connect directly with the consumers ourselves, um, still support our retail partners, um, still give them everything that they want. And certainly we're not a direct consumer brand, so that isn't the goal. Um, but the goal is to kind of, you know, hopefully create a stronger connection with the people actually using our products so they can kind of understand what we're really about. Yeah, well, to that point, I mean, I, I challenge any brand that has the kind of support that we have. We have sample support on multiple products. You know, we have a lot of promotional items for these stores. We offer, you know, area exclusives in some cases, depending you know, we give these retailers, at least, you know, our good partners, the best opportunity possible. Now, the difference is, you know, when, like we mentioned, the demand might not have been there before because of the lack of marketing. Once we are getting where we want to be on the marketing side and you have people walking into your store saying, do you have Hypermax Extreme? Now, all of a sudden, it became a thousand times easier for you to sell the entire brand and, you know, it's only going to help your business grow even that much better so getting with us now is great because i promise you in the coming months or years it's gonna blow up yeah definitely so um yeah i mean I, like i said i think that's a, a pretty good synopsis of of where we stand um you know the people kind of behind the brand um with there's nothing else that you would you know specifically want to add i'd say we could kind of get into um some q a because i know we put out a post kind of asking the consumers if they had any specific questions about the brand um we can go ahead and get into that yeah absolutely uh so we have we do have a few questions here um this first one has been a popular one all over the place um the differences between our original hypermax and are now our new Hypermax Extreme, which was rated number one Priya on the market by Stack.com. So, what do you think are, or, or can you tell our listeners what are the major differences? Yeah. So the major differences. Um, so it's not a like a whole new, revamped, completely new formulation, right? Uh, the previous version of Hypermax was already highly rated. I think we were like number three 
uh, on stack.com, um, top five on fitness deal news, you know, top, I think, number one non-DMHA pre-workout on price plow. Um, so there really wasn't even a necessity to be like, look, this needs to be reformulated. It was just a great product. Um, the point is, is that we're always trying to make it better on all products that we make. If, if we think that there's an area for improvement, then we're going to try and do that because we want to give the consumers the best product possible. Um, so with the new Hypermax, um, there's better pumps. We included uh, Vaso 6. Um, there's better performance and strength and power output through uh, the inclusion of uh, betaine and hydros at the full 2.5 grams um, that's clinically proven to elicit those effects. Um, there's more energy because we increased the caffeine um, to 400 milligrams. There's more versatility in the dosing because we went with the one and two scoop dosing. Um, and I think that's really big. I, I personally like that a lot better. Um, it just allows you to find a more appropriate dose uh, for you personally. Um, so, you know, if you're a lower stim guy, then one scoop uh, with 200 milligrams would be perfect of caffeine. If you're a high stim guy, then you're going to want to go with the full two scoops and get 400 milligrams of caffeine. Um, and then on top of that, we also increased the enphenethylamethylamine um, from 200 to 250 and the hordenine from 50 to 60. So, again, better pumps, better performance, better focus, more energy. And I think the last thing, um, and I wouldn't say it's the biggest thing, but was a, a major area of improvement for us is the flavor. Um, I think we really nailed the flavors on both raspberry lemonade and the orange mango. And we're definitely working on a few kind of unique, um, more candy style flavors for uh, our next releases in terms of flavoring. Yeah, I can definitely even vouch for any of my accounts that have this new extreme in their stores. They've gotten great feedback from their customers and even any of the shop owners that have tried it love it. So, and I personally uh, used a one scoop dose this morning myself and still got a phenomenal, great workout out of it. So, you, I like the pliable way of dosing now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, next question we have What supplement is good to lean out a bit and keep muscle mass? Um, so I think there's like two different ways, uh, to look at that, obviously, depending on if you're male and female. So lean out a bit and keep muscle mass. Um, I think the one that would, would, I would probably go to first because it could work for, you know, either sex, male or female would probably be Oxymax. And I think a lot of people would go, okay, well, that's a no brainer. It's a fat burner, but what about keeping the muscle? Um, with Oxymax, we actually included 50 milligrams of Forskolin. Forskolin has been clinically proven to increase lean body mass while decreasing fat mass. And that was the sole purpose that we included or I included this into Oxymax was whenever you're dieting, whenever you're under um, a caloric restriction or a caloric deficit, you will lose some amount of muscle. It's just inherent. It just comes with the, the territory. Um, so with that in mind, the focus was to enhance fat loss as much as we could. And, you know, that's with ingredients like paradoxin, fucoxanthin, um, hygienamine, you know, alpha yohimbine, uh, but include something, you know, clinically proven to hold on to lean body mass. And that's exactly what 50 milligrams of foresclin was shown to do. Uh, it was shown to increase lean body mass while at the same time, um, decreasing fat mass. So I think that's what makes Oxymax unique. And I think that's something that a lot of um, other companies may 
kind of leave out when they they're making their fat burner is addressing holding on to that muscle tissue that inherently will be burned up to some degree whenever you're in a dieting phase um, if they were male and they wanted to take it one step further, I'd say taking Oxymax with Alphamax. Um, Alphamax has ingredients in there to obviously increase muscle mass, but it also has ingredients in there like ashwagandha at the full uh, 600 milligrams uh, per day, which is the clinical dose um, that controls cortisol and can also help with leaning out uh, and specifically fat within the midsection visceral fat. Um, so I think that combination for a male would be kind of ideal because now you're going to have a two-pronged approach to increasing lean body mass and reducing fat mass. And I think for women, we would probably shy away um, from the Alpha Max with them just because of uh, some of the ingredients uh, that reduce estrogen, um, so on and so forth. And I think for them, uh, a female could do really well with Oxymax and Slimax. And the reason I recommend Slimax is Slimax basically is a glucose disposal agent. And what it does is it shuttles glucose um, to be stored as glycogen within the muscle tissue. And inherently, not inherently, but also on top of that, it actually blocks uh, or stops glucose to a certain degree from being stored within fat cells. So what you're going to get is a better response to carbohydrates. So for a woman, we would definitely recommend um, Slimax and Oxymax. And for a man, I would probably recommend Oxymax and Alphamax. Okay. And that actually kind of ties into our next question. Um, can Oxymax, Alphamax, and Nootropamax stack well together? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, a, um, a doable stack. I think the one thing that that user would need to watch out for is simply just caffeine intake. I think, um, you know, with Oxymax and Nootropamax, they both are going to yield at their, their normal serving. So one cap of Oxy or two caps of uh, Nootropamax are going to yield right around 250 milligrams of caffeine. So that's obviously something that you wouldn't want to take too close together. Um, what you could do is you could probably take, you know, the Oxymax in the morning um, to get the metabolism started, get the fat burning process started, so on and so forth, give you that jolt of energy to kind of get the day going. And then you could take Nootropamax later in the day um, when things started to wind down, let's say after lunch, after maybe 2 or 3 p.m., uh, when you maybe start to hit that wall, I think that's where uh, Nootropamax could really shine. So that's probably how I would break down um, the combination of those two. Alphamax being within the mix really doesn't make much of a difference um, in terms of the caffeine content or any difference because there's no caffeine. Uh, it'll certainly help with the goal of uh, reducing fat mass and increasing lean body mass, but it won't have any kind of negative interaction or you don't really need to pay attention to your dosing around the Oxy and Newt, Nootropamax. But we definitely want to make sure if you're taking those two products, Oxy and Nootropamax, you're splitting up the dosing by anywhere from four to eight hours. Yeah, and that is a good point. I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, I have to be joined into this conversation, uh, drink energy drinks or coffees and stuff like that. But genuinely, when I do want to make, uh, like, let's say, a fat cut for myself, I kind of do rely on Oxymax for the energy and I try not to use any other caffeinated sources because like you mentioned if you're taking Oxymax and Nootropamax that's you know that that's a good amount of caffeine per day it's well within reasonable you know use but then if you're adding in all these other forms as well that's when it just gets a little out of control so I would always recommend people to trust their supplement 
let it do what you're wanting it to do and kind of just taper down on some of the other things like coffees and energy drinks. Yeah, and I think I think another point to be made there would be um, just the the stress response from you know the overconsumption of caffeine, which could essentially lead to you know enhanced release of cortisol, um, and then you're actually you know kind of going backwards. You're 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 actually lower, lowering your ability to to get rid of uh, fat mass. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's smart to to watch your caffeine intake. And if you did want to take Oxymax and Nootropamax, just make sure that you're splitting those doses by four to eight hours. Perfect. Uh, next question. What makes Performax different than its competitors? I think that goes back to our, our original explanation of the brand. Um, I think the reason that Performax was started was because uh, we just wanted to put out some of the best products we could possibly put out. Um, and it wasn't a from a, a, a what would it be a, a real business money making standpoint. It was really just a passion that I had um, because that that's just what I wanted to do. I just I was really into formulating, or I'm still really am into formulating. After you know working with a formulator of another company, um, it was an exciting thing for me. Um, I liked using supplements myself, so I wanted to be able to make the best product so I could help you know reach my own goals. Um, but I think what makes us different is, you know, the desire to really try and make the best products on the market and that being the sole focus where I think other companies, um, you know, it could be more of a, uh, a cash grab or it could be more focused on the, the marketing and and, you know, maybe making uh, products within a certain price point to make sure that you made the margin that you needed that company needs to make um, so on and so forth so I, I truly believe what makes us different than a lot of companies on the market is the fact that formulation is is the bread and butter of what we do that's that's a hundred percent our sole focus and I think everything else has has taken a back seat to that and I think for other companies um, you know product formulations, might have taken the back seat to to some of the other aspects of the business. I agree. Um, last question that we have for today: What new products are you coming out with? Um, well, we're working on our our hundred percent whey isolate. A big thing with the hundred percent whey isolate was just the flavor. Um, we definitely didn't want to put out anything um, that uh, couldn't go up and you know compete or beat. Uh, what's currently on the market. So we've been working really, really hard on the flavoring systems for our whey isolate. Um, that's something that we've been working on for probably over a year, just back and forth, um, new samples, new flavor technology, um, new flavor formulations, so on and so forth. Um, so I definitely say the isolate is probably something that we're um, probably going to be the next big release that we have. And then on top of that, we also have our intra workout that we're also working on as well. Um, we had Intramax already on the market, um, and we've been in the reformulation process for that product as well. So that's probably the next one to come after our 100% way isolate. I've definitely put some feelers out there to um, our good shops, and they're all really excited for the protein. It just really rounds out the brand really well. And uh, especially with the flavors that we're considering, it could be a pretty good release. So I know I included, not just our customers, they're all excited for that one. 
Yeah, no, I I am really excited for for, uh, for it too, especially after this last batch of samples um, that we just received. Um, I think we nailed it. Um, we're basically moving now into production. So what is beginning of March, April, May? Yeah, I would say probably like the beginning of May would be when we could actually get this to market. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this and I think it's going to be um, a next big release after following up the massive success that we had with Hypermax Extreme. Absolutely. Well, and that's the last question that we have for today. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, like I said, we just wanted to use this first podcast as an opportunity to kind of give everybody um, some background information on the brand. Um, myself and Derek, kind of like the two main players uh, behind Performax. Um, so I appreciate everybody listening and definitely tune in for episode two.